Midwest Movie Talk Podcast. My name is Tony, and I am here, as usual, with my co-host, Kaven. What's up? Today, we have plenty of things to discuss in our second episode of this wonderful podcast, uh, from the Emoji Movie and how it's not doing so hot, as well as uh, Disney has found its scar and possibly its Nala for the new live-action Lion King movie coming out, and Disney made another couple announcements this week. So, let's just get into it. First, we'll go ahead and talk about that emoji well, movie. Know, it is bombing in the box the office, as well as with critics. It currently like, has... To no surprise. To no surprise. It does currently yeah, have a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So, Kevin, what are your thoughts on that? I just, mean, just hearing the words emoji movie, that it was going to be a giant flop. Like, oh, yeah. Who, there would, is... who would even want to go and see that? I mean, you when your poster is a giant turd in the first place you know the movie's not going to be very well and you think that critics are going to just rant and rave over this movie how great this movie is and really it's it was a ridiculous movie to come out with in the first place and i know we talked about this last week a little bit was does rotten tomatoes sway your opinion on whether you want to go see a movie or not and honestly rotten tomatoes didn't have to tell me this movie was terrible for me to know this movie was terrible the fact that from the title of the movie exactly is how, going to be terrible i didn't need to listen movie, to and i didn't see it either i'm with you i didn't see it either i've read reviews on it i've listened to reviews on it and nothing i've heard about it makes me want to see this movie nothing i've heard about it makes me want to take my son to see a movie like this so why would i go out of my way to see something that's so bad to tell you what you know if it was even free on netflix or free anywhere that i could just go and see it. if they paid me to go and see this movie i still wouldn't go see this yeah movie. i don't think i would either and you you brought this up with the Lego movie, for instance. You know, I think the Lego movie started something unique where... Which was, it was a great franchise. Yeah, you know, the Lego movie, the Batman Lego movie, they're was, very good films even. And I think, like I said, it started something that all these other properties think they have to do now. The Emoji movie, the Angry Birds movie, you know. They're like, oh, we have a game in 2010. Let's wait till 2016 and put out a movie based on this game that no one really cares about anymore. And... It's because their profits are falling, so they have to come up with something right. else in order to, <laughs> to make more money. Exactly. This is clearly not the right avenue to be taking. No, yeah, next we're going to get, you know, Candy Crush the movie. Or, I don't know, Sudoku the movie. <laughs> like, it's going to be something silly Well, they came ridiculous. out with the Candy Crush game show. I know, and that made me roll my eyes to no extent as well. But, you know, even the Minions movie to an extent. I hate the Minions. Anyone who knows me, I've told you this too. I cannot stand the minions i don't like the despicable me movies because of the minions and i think the fact that they decided to make an entire movie based on the minions was ridiculous too and that movie showed as well because that one didn't do very well with critics either see i did like the i didn't love but i didn't mind the despicable me movies at least the first one and second one um but i myself even tried watching the minions movie and couldn't make it through a quarter of the way through it just because I thought it was just so terrible. A lot of these a lot of these studios are just finding a toy and really just putting a movie out based on that toy trying to get more people to do that, you know, to buy their toy or buy their product that they're putting out. And I just think it's it's so ridiculous on so many levels. So I'm not surprised the emoji movie failed. You know, it's it's not at all. Like I said, there's a giant poop on most of the posters. Like that that gives you a clear indication that this isn't going to be a very good movie so i i really the indication i was giving is that this movie is shit yeah (laughs) right (laughs) so 
the other big news that just recently dropped was James Cameron has revealed that Stephen Lang will be reprising the role of Colonel Cortec, and not only one, but all of the three sequels for the Avatar movies. So I don't remember. I don't know if you remember who General Cortec is. He was the, or sorry, Colonel Cortec. He was the one who, he got shot by three arrows in the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So the speculation is, okay, well, how's he going to come back? Is he going to somehow be taken by the Earth and turned into a Navi himself? Is he going to become kind of part man, part robot, since he died in the robot? Like, how's he going to come back and be the villain for another four movies? I see him coming back as like a Megatron-type, you know, half man, half Mm -hmm. robot. I don't... His character, I think, was so specific to the role of you know military being and I don't think that you know him being absorbed by the earth and turned it into an obby that that would be anything that it would be and it would be totally against his character from the first one Absolutely. I mean he he flat out called Jake Sully you know you're betraying your race right now right before he tried to kill him mm-hmm. so what would it mean if you take the big baddie from that movie and decide to turn him into the thing that he hates the most that just it doesn't make sense to me now, I don't know where they're going to go with these next four Avatar movies. I I know you're excited for them. I'm... I am excited for them. I'm excited for them. I think, you know, another four is going to be just too many that they're not going to have a continued storyline to go along along with it. But I think, you know, at least the second one and possibly the third one, you know, that it's going to be... It should be good. I hope. I think... James Cameron, he's shown that he can do several, several things. You know, he's taken the Terminator franchise and turned it on its head. He's taken the Alien franchise, turned it on its head. He's done that with several films. So I, d- I don't doubt that he can do that with the Avatar series, too. But like you, yeah, I think four might just be too... I think it might be too, too many. I think three would have been fine. Mm-hmm. You know, a nice little trilogy there. Mm-hmm. But I think four total of five is just that's just asking for too much and I don't know how like I don't know how you can extend that story to so long and I know that he wants to explore Pandora a little more show different sides of Pandora and everything but I I was happy when I left Avatar mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like there's anything else I needed to see so I guess I, I don't know how I feel about all these sequels and then with and how long are they going to make these movies are they going to be another two and a half hour movie or two hour movie or whatever the case may be or are they going to be hour and a half hour and 45 minutes exactly because the first one was what two it was over two two hours for sure I think I don't know exactly but I know it was it was longer than two for sure yeah and it's just there's only so much you can explore on Pandora and so many movies, and then to bring back Stephen Lang's character, and I think Stephen Lang, he's personally one of my favorite parts of that entire movie. Him and Sigourney Weaver, I would say, are my favorite parts of that whole movie, because I, I thought her, Sigourney Weaver. I thought she was incredible in it, and I think he was probably my top three characters in that movie, just because he was so gritty, and you know, he had a lot of hate in his heart, and you could tell, and fortunately we didn't get to discover that, so maybe... I don't know, maybe they'll do this in the next ones, but they'll get more into his backstory, why he hates the Navi so much, which I think would perhaps make his character a little more interesting to me anyways. Yeah. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. 
I mean, the next one comes out, I believe, next year, so fingers crossed for that, I guess. I wonder what the production budget is on that one. No kidding. I did just look it up. The last one is supposed to come out in 2025. That's just too long. Now, that's long. 16 years after the first one comes out. You know, I but, mean, this you know, next one. They have made some really good sequels. This next one's many years out. after the first, and that's true. But they've they, a lot of very those. Well. Some of them have been received. Mad Max: Fury Road mm -hmm. that came out what 30, 20 to thirty years after its final one, and then that. I mean, that one was great. I know we compare a lot of things to Mad Max: Fury Road, but that's just because both of us love that movie so much. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Disney is going to be. They just recently had that deal with Netflix where they're going to release their movies on Netflix. They are now going to be pulling their movies and TV shows from Netflix and starting their own video streaming service. I hate this idea. Me too. I flat out hate this idea for so many reasons. Now, as a parent, I would see how maybe... I would like this idea, you know, okay, I have all these Disney movies and one service. I can pay this monthly fee and get those movies. But I already pay for Netflix every month. I pay for Hulu. I pay for HBO. I don't want to pay for another streaming service to watch Disney-only products. Mm -hmm. Now, you would get your Star Wars, your Marvel films and things like that to make it, you know, add a little more to there. But if I want to see those movies, I'll go buy those movies. Those are the movies I do buy. Mm -hmm. The big ones is the ones that I do buy, the ones that I really want to see. You know, I'll load it onto my Voodoo or something like that and be able to watch it whenever and wherever I want to watch it. But in terms of their more lower key movies or, you know, ones that, you know, may be great movies, but I just didn't quite um, understand it or feel the need to really watch it. For uh, Let's just say Moana. I gave up, you know, Moana. I didn't want to watch it. You know, I saw some trailers. I thought it was going to be ridiculous. And how many times did I tell you to watch that movie? <laughs> you know, you told me a thousand times in order to watch that movie. And I just, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. But finally, I, I caved in and I yeah, you <laughs> <caved> watched in. <laughs> it. And I absolutely fell in love with it. But it wasn't until it was available on Netflix that I actually was like, mm -hmm. you know what? You know, I'll, I'll waste this time if need be in order to watch this movie. And I'm glad I did because... You know, if it wasn't for Netflix, I would have probably never seen it on it. And the other thing you have to think about is, okay, you charge, what, 10 bucks a month for this Disney streaming service, right? Mm -hmm. And it comes down to, okay, I can't afford to have Disney and Netflix. You know, some people have to make that decision on one or the other. Which one do you choose? If it's me, I choose Netflix. I choose Netflix, too. There's more adult content for me. There's kids' content for my son. You know, constantly changing. It's not going to be the same. Exactly. How they're, often does this Disney streaming service think that they're going to be able mm -hmm. to to load new and refreshing content, you know, as frequently as a monthly basis as Netflix does? Exactly. And the other huge thing that I think this is going to kill is the Disney Vault. Mm -hmm. Now, the Disney Vault to me is one of the most. I don't know the word I'm trying to think of here, but it, it's very interesting the way it works, you know, because I really don't know how it works, but I know when a movie comes out of the Disney vault, you buy that movie. You go to the store, you get that movie, because once it goes back in, it's in there for years, and you can't buy that movie anymore. When The Lion King came out of the Disney vault a couple years back, I made sure I went down there and I bought that movie right away. Aladdin came out a couple years ago. I bought that the 
you know, practically the day it came out of the Disney vault. I bought it too. Beauty and the Beast came out of the vault, so you buy that movie. All these movies come out of the Disney vault after being in there for years and years and years, and you don't have access to these movies. So when they release them from the vault, that's when all these people flood to go give Disney their money to buy these movies. You put them on the streaming service, who cares if it comes out of the Disney vault? You know, much Bambi anytime. Exactly. Like, I don't. It, it just doesn't make sense to me that they're wanting to do this. I think it's messing with. I think it's especially messing with Netflix and their viewership right now too, because they do have. I know this is a movie podcast, but let's just quickly talk about TV shows. They do have the MCU TV shows. They have Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, and then the Defenders are coming out. That's all owned by Disney. So you take Disney away from Netflix, you're taking those shows away from Netflix. Those Netflix original quote-unquote shows are now being pulled from Netflix and being put on their Disney streaming service. Then you have to think, okay, if it's a Disney streaming service, can they still have a kind of grittier tone to them? Can they be darker? Can they say words that you can't find in a Disney movie? Mm -hmm. You know, can you have these kind of more R-rated TV shows and movies on a Disney streaming service? Mm -hmm. So I I just don't see how this is going to go well for Disney. I don't think it's going to be a very positive thing and, you know, as you said, it may cater a lot more towards, you know, families with small children that they just want to throw something on mm -hmm. and allow their children just to watch for hours and hours if they want to and not have to worry about clicking on the wrong movie or something like you would possibly with Netflix. But, you know, it's it only, I feel, caters to that market. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's a, a big enough market that, you know, they do have children only areas on Netflix. You can build a their own profile. They have their own category. They have their own place that, you know, you can go ahead and just plop on something and not have to worry about exactly. them doing anything. I don't know I mean I think it's just going to it's gonna be an additional cost that, you know, people may enjoy for the you know, a month or two just to be able to watch their uh, few movies that they want to mm -hmm. be watching. If there are movies that are locked up in the vault that they want to watch. And then they're just going to disconnect it, and they're just not gonna. They're gonna go back to Netflix. I mean, if you're DreamWorks right now, though, you are like, thank you, mm -hmm. <laughs> like thank you, Disney. Let's now unload all of our content onto Netflix, even those straight to video movies that no one saw, because there's not gonna be any kids' movies on Netflix now. Like, you have those other animated studios that can take full advantage of this, and that's gonna take away from more of Disney's profits. You know. A lot of studios have those knockoff Disney films like Frozen and uh, Brave and those kind of movies that were knockoff movies around the same time. You put those on Netflix, parents aren't going to want to go pay to watch Frozen on a Disney streaming service. They'll just watch the, you know, lesser than version on Frostbite. Netflix. Exactly. <laughs> so it just doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And I, I am curious to see how this works out. I know I'm not going to go pay for no Disney streaming service. I'll check it out just to see what it's all about. I might do like the one week free or one month free subscription just to right. see if I'm interested, but I don't see it in any way getting my money. Yep. And I, I, I feel like perhaps a lot of people would probably think that. So speaking of Disney, as we said at the beginning, Disney is now doing, they're releasing next year a live action. Now I say live action even though it's entirely CGI, mind you. So 
real quick tangent, would that be considered live action at that point? Or is that still technically animated since it's all computer generated? I don't know what they want to talk whatever they want to call it. It's just it's whatever. <laughs> so their finger quotes live action film of the of the Lion King has now found not only its scar, but possibly its Nala. So just to kind of name off some of the names already in it, and then I'll get to those two characters. We have Donald Glover as Simba. We have uh, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa, respectively. There's John Oliver as Sazu. Alfred Woodard as Sarabi. John Canny? Sorry if I mispronounced his name. As Rafiki. And then you have James Earl Jones reprising his role as Mufasa. Which is the biggest one of them all. I'm just yes. super excited about it. And just, now... I love James Earl Jones. <laughs> I love his voice. I love everything about him. I think he's just a great individual and a great... Uh, I totally agree with that. And I love that they brought him back to Mufasa. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where I have my biggest issues with this whole casting. For Scar, they're bringing... I'm going to butcher his name right now, and I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. Chiwetel Ejiofor, who was in 12 Years a Slave, he was in uh, The Martian a couple years back. So they're bringing him in as Scar. Now, we'll yeah. get into that a little bit, but then I also want to announce that Beyonce is in talks to be Nala, which I'm fine with. I don't care that Beyonce is going to be Nala. Beyonce can do anything she wants, you know. Um, the real part that has me curious about that is that she's also in talks to write some new songs for the movie, which piques my interest a little bit as well. It piques my interest a little bit, but I'm just I'm so excited for the... I don't know. I just loved the original, mm-hmm. that adding something new to the mix of... They're going to have to do something different. I mean, It, the, it is, but I just... I don't know. I'm just more of an original person. The original liking. new... I don't know. I may love it, but I'm skeptical skeptical about it so yeah let's there's a lot of different things i think we need to break down with this news a lot of things and so many things i want to talk about so first well we can't talk about all we can't talk about all of them at one time but we can talk about most of them the first thing i do want to touch on is we'll get to the voice casting in a second because that's that's tied into everything else my you know that I, i might have some semi problems with so you said it the lion king is amazing. The original Lion King is, I think, one of the most perfect animated films of all time. Absolutely. It was so good. I don't I don't know what they can do to a live-action Lion King that they didn't do in the animated. And I don't know if there's enough to tell there that warrants a reboot of this movie. They did it with the Jungle Book. The Jungle Book animated movie has so many flaws. So many issues with that movie. That the live-action movie solved every single flaw, solved every single plot hole. It made its own movie after that. Mm-hmm. And you and I both love the Jungle Book movie. We do. Beauty and the Beast, another near-perfect animated movie. They couldn't add anything to that movie. No. The only thing they added was a little bit of Belle's mom, which we didn't get from the original, which I loved. Now, I know I'm a little bit in the minority here. I really, really, really enjoyed the live-action Beauty and the Beast movie. I think it's inferior to the original. But I still yes, think it's good. I, I think it was good. I don't think I, the original is always going to get me in. It's going to be my one of my favorite mm-hmm. you know, animated films. Um, there was a few things not to bring up the the live action uh, Beauty and the Beast too much, but 
there was a lot of things that were in there that were different that threw me for a loop and didn't I didn't really care for. Yeah, it's like I said, I, I really liked it. Um, not near as much as I liked the original, like you said, but I really enjoyed the new one. Now, as I mentioned earlier too, it didn't add anything really to the original. There was when you have a movie that's perfect, what can you add to it? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think this issue is going to be with The Lion King. What is there to explore? What is there to do in this movie that wasn't already done in the original movie? I don't see a spot for improvement, honestly. What I wouldn't mind seeing, I think that would be kind of a little interesting, is if they could dive a little bit deeper maybe into Scar's world. And show, maybe if they show a little show bit more, more of Scar Mufasa's world. Yes. You know, why Scar is who he was and, you know, what truly led up to it. And those series of events, that would be interesting to me. And that would be, you know, newer information and, you Mm -hmm. know. And I agree. I think if they dove more into the backstory, that would pique my interest more. To show Mm -hmm. more of that relationship between Scar and Mufasa, why Scar hates Mufasa so much. And I know, because I've studied up a bit on it, it's a little sad. That there is lore behind those two characters, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's always the joke, like, of course Scar hates everything. His parents named him Scar, after all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of things to explore, I think, with that movie. That they could maybe do with just those two characters, though. There's nothing else you could do. And that's why I'm a little worried for it. The other thing with this bit of news that we talked about is... They brought back James Earl Jones. I think that was the smartest move they could have done Absolutely. voice casting wise. He is, if you ask anyone, he is the iconic voice for Mufasa. Mm-hmm. You cannot picture anyone else in that role. That's the same with one other character in that movie. And to me, that character is Scar. Jeremy Irons, to me, is Scar. You know, just the way he says everything, the way he, his voice inflection goes in and out when he talks. Mm-hmm. Like, I quiver with fear. You know, clearly mm-hmm. I can't do it near as well as he does, but it's one of those things where you hear his voice. You hear those lines just like you do Mufasa. Any other character in there, I could put anyone else. It'll really voice show the range of. I don't want to butcher, <laughs> butcher his name, but it'll really show the range of different, you know, films that he has mm-hmm. done in the past to, you know, this role and going from. You know, non-animated films to being a, a voiceover, you know, and it's it's going to be interesting. I don't know. Now, the other thing you have we'll to see. remember is Jeremy Irons' voice was so perfect for that role, and he countered James Earl Jones' voice in such a way that the two, when they were on screen together, they didn't one didn't seem more powerful or lesser than the other. They were both on par with each other, and you could tell that through the way they were talking and through the demand that each of them respected in their tone. So to replace Jeremy Irons with Ejiofor, which nothing against him, he was great in 12 Years a Slave. He was all right in The Martian. You know, those are really the only two I've seen him in, or seen him in but I don't know if he has that demanding respect that Jeremy Irons' voice had as Scar. And that's what worries me a little bit about this, because I don't know if I can picture Scar as anyone but Jeremy Irons, just like we couldn't picture anyone but James Earl Jones for Mufasa. No, I, I know exactly what you mean, but I don't know. I think it's all going to be unique. It's going to be interesting, regardless or not. I'm still going to watch it, and, you know, no matter what the tomato meter reads, <laughs> right? I'm going to, 
you know, watch it, and I'm sure I'm you know, going to enjoy it. Like I said, my only hesitation is what new adaptations are they going to include in this movie that hasn't already been brought to life in the previous one, mm-hmm. and are they really going to work with what they have right now? I don't yes. Know. But, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with what you said. So, I... It is one of my most anticipated movies coming out next year. Exactly. Um, so Do you know what month it's supposed to be coming out? I don't know any of that. I'm assuming probably around the same time The Jungle Book came out, which was like, what, February or March or April or something like that? Mm-hmm. No, it might have been later than that. I don't remember. But I'm excited for it because The Lion King is one of my favorite films of all time. It's my favorite animated film ever. You know, and the fact that it's based off of Shakespeare's Hamlet just adds something extra because... I love Shakespeare. I love Hamlet. It's my favorite Shakespeare play. So the fact that there's an animated movie based off that is amazing to me. And I don't know if they're going to lose some of that with this adaptation of it and this reboot or what they're going to do with it. If they do, like you said, decide to go a little bit more into the backstory of Scar and Fossa, then I think that would be something they could add to it. Because the Lion King film is pretty short. It's like an hour and a half. The Jungle Book movie that came out last year was... It was over an hour and a half, I would say, at the top mm-hmm. of my head, I don't know. So, I just, there's so many things with this movie that excite me, and then a couple things that don't make me as excited as I probably could or should be. So, that was the last of the big things that happened um, in the past week or so. So, now it is time for... We still don't have theme music for this part of the show. But guess what movie I watched last night? (laughs) We'll just do that every time. I'll just do that terrible scene of guess what movie we watched last night. (laughs) So, I started last time... Um, Okay, I'll start this time. You'll start this time. Are we doing one or are we doing all? One, we'll go one and one and one and one. We each have three again, just okay. for the for the viewers here, the listeners who haven't, um, you know, this might be their first time listening. We'll just kind of go through this. It's this game we, Caven and I work together in this game we play every day at work, um, which is called Guess What Movie I Watched Last Night. It's the first question we ask each other, and then we give the other three hints, the year, the genre, and then one actor or actress in the movie, and the other person has, we decided, two guesses to figure out what movie that was. So, last week I won, um, so I'm up one win to your zero wins. So, wow. let's... <laughs> Way to keep tally. <laughs> Until I'm losing, I will. Okay. <laughs> You're up. Alright, so this movie, it came out in 1995. It is a crime drama. A crime A crime I think we just... Cryama. Cryama. Patton. We just <laughs> created a new genre of film. See? New things happening every day. <laughs> um, one of the main characters in this movie are actresses. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone? 1995? 1995. Why Crime cannot drama. picture who Sharon Stone is? What else is she in? That oh. could put. I cannot picture her in my mind right now. She's... I can't remember what other movies she's been in either um, at the moment. She's was a model, I believe, and she had actually like insured her legs for, yes. 
Okay, sorry. Um, I just showed a picture of Sharon Stone to Kevin to see if this is the girl. All right. Um, 1995 crime genre. So one of my favorite movies. Ooh, 1995. It is an older one. Is it? Is it a little bit of a comedy too, or not? No. Okay. So the movie I was thinking of isn't. I was going to say Fried Green Tomatoes, but that's not right. No, she's not even close to being I think that movie. she was, but I know you like that movie, so that's why I was going to go with it. I don't know. You've got me. I don't even have a guess. It was directed by Martin Scorsese. Scorsese? Scorsese. Another lead actor. I could give you all three of them, but... Um, Robert De Niro. Oh, my God. Goodness, um, you're still not going to get this one right. I don't think I, uh, I don't. Up I can't even think of a name right now. And Joe Pesci. I'm gonna feel stupid once you say it, but I can't think of the name of it right now. Casino. Yes, I knew. I knew it. I just couldn't think of yes the name. Great movie. Okay, so you're gonna beat me this 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 time because mine are easy. Well, you say that, and That's we'll true. see. Okay, so 2010 drama. And one of the actresses is Barbara Hershey. I can't think of what else she's in currently, but I can't give you anyone else in there because you would get it easily. So where can I place? And I know you've seen this movie because I believe we've talked. I'm. Is it 2010? 2010. She. There's two other main actresses in it. It's a. It's a total drama. It's kind of like a. uh, A dark drama like there's a really weird it's weird it's a weird weird movie not as weird as her that i talked about last week but weird ah and you you know it too i think i definitely know what movie this is but the only movie that i can think of i think it came out more recent well, this is 2010. This was seven years ago. I mean, that's fairly I'm, recent. I mean, like, I feel like the movie I'm thinking of is... What movie is it? Uh, the movie I'm thinking of is the lead actor is Ben Affleck. No. Okay. Then it's not that one. Any other guesses? I may save that one for later. Any other guesses? No. Black Swan. Ah. Uh, You've seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's Natalie Portman's that. mom. Yes. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Yep. See, you thought it was gonna be easy, but I that was my hard one. <laughs> that was a hard one. <laughs> that was my hard one. My next two are super easy. Alright, Kevin, you're up with your next one. Alright, so this one is going to be uh, it was done in nineteen ninety six. So I'm pulling up a what little bit older ones. All these ninety movies. Goodness. Um it's an action adventure. Okay. Sci-fi at all or no sci-fi? Little sci-fi. Little sci-fi? Okay, so it's not the movie I was possibly thinking. Okay, it is a sci-fi. Okay, continue. But I figured that that would have given it away way too easily. Okay, just go. Um, But Harvey Fierstein. Um, My only... If you watched Mrs. Doubtfire, you would know who he was. Yeah, but you know I've... Okay, for anyone who's listening, I've never actually seen Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm a terrible... Terrible person. You should not be the one that's Googling this. I know. I'm a terrible person, and... Yes. I'm whatever. Um, the only thing in 1996 that's a sci-fi-ish action movie I can think of 
is Independence Day. <laughs> is it? Is it really? Yes. <laughs> That's what I said. If I said that sci-fi, <laughs> you would know what it was right away. It's the only thing in 96 I can even think of right now Damn for a movie. <laughs> all right. My next one is 2015. So you pick all these old ones. I'm picking the newer ones. It's funny. Um, 2015, it's a total action movie. Um, one of the big leads is Nicholas Holt. He was like the beast in the X-Men movies. That's really the only other thing I can think of him being in other than, I almost just said the movie, other than this. Other than what? Other, <laughs> other than, <laughs> and that's not how many syllables it is, don't worry. But yes, Nicholas Holt. He uh, dated Jennifer Lawrence for mm -hmm. quite some time. 2015. 2015. Yes. And I know for a fact. You have seen this movie. I know without a doubt you have seen this movie. Probably multiple times. I'm pretty sure multiple times. Hmm. I could tell you one more thing, but it would give it away and you would know what it is immediately. You should tell me one more thing. I gave you sci-fi. Oh, you gave me the genre? <laughs> okay, fine. It it's an action sci-fi. More action than sci-fi. I have compared this movie to... Drinking 15 Red Bulls and five five-hour energies. Like, it's that action-packed. You I'm know this movie. Going and you're going to feel stupid if you don't get it. I know. I feel stupid after all of the movies you're telling me. Like, Man. you're going to feel... This one might... You, you might feel dumber than any of them. So... Any guesses? I don't know. I can't place them. All right. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to feel like really, 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 really dumb? Because you love this movie so much, and it's a movie you told me that you didn't think you would ever like, and then you actually fell in love with? Mad Max Fury Road. Damn it! <laughs> Man! I do feel like such a dip. Man! Yes, you love that movie. I do. You came to work. And I know what you how much you love that talking. movie. I know. Yeah, he's uh. Now I, I can really picture. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you're up. If I get this, I win automatically. Just fun fact. So no pressure on me. Um, <laughs> 1998. Great, another 90s movie. Of course, why wouldn't it be comedy? Okay. Drama. Dramedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's already been created. And Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. 1996, you said? 98. 98. Oh, 96 was the other one. What was Nicole Kidman in in 98? Was she even relevant back in 98? Yes. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure she was. I don't know if that's 100% accurate. Okay, 98, Nicole Kidman. I've seen this movie, yes or no? Mm, you may have. I don't know if I, I have. Don't think I don't know you, if I've seen Nicole Kidman in anything. I don't know if you have seen it. I've never, I don't know if we've talked about it. Do uh, no? I don't even think I'd guess, because I don't know what she was in. But I really do like this movie. I think it's a, I, a funny 
I really don't. Drama. I don't even think I have a guess. Nope. I don't know anything. That, I don't know what Nicole Kidman is in. Like, I know who she is. I picture her. I couldn't name five movies she's in right now. Uh, in so, this movie, well, no, you don't win. Obviously. Um, but <laughs> uh, she co-stars with Sandra Bullock. That's not Miss Congeniality, is it? No. Yeah, see. Mm, yeah, one got that one right. What is she in in 1996? She's playing a lot of movies. I know she is, but I don't watch. The Net? Yeah, I didn't watch old. Oh, this is this um that Witches movie? Huh? Is this that is it that Witches movie? Yes, Practical it is. Magic. Practical Magic. Yep. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. You're right. I haven't, but you have talked about it. Yes. All right. So my last movie is oh this would tie it this would be weird we haven't had a tie yet maybe i'll just maybe i'll just win yeah yeah right yeah right you want me to go (laughs) yeah (laughs) i want to give it a shot i've already (laughs) lost two so all right my last movie is 2016 it is a sci-fi and one of the stars is ezra miller he has been in a lot of. He's the, in the. He's going to be the new Flash in the Justice League. He was in. We need to talk about Kevin. He was in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Two thousand seventeen. Sixteen. Sixteen. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but we've talked I don't about it. Think that I have. We have to. Excuse me. We I have don't recall about it. seeing him ever. Okay. It also stars um, Colin Farrell, but I figured you would know it. But then again, we just had a discussion, and I don't think you do know it. No, I don't think so either. It's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Well, I win again. High five to me. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> it's like this game is rigged or something. <laughs> we do officially have a Twitter now. It is... At, oh my goodness, and I already forgot what it was while I looked that up. <laughs> Feel free to tweet me at Tony J. Hayek. That's T-O-N-Y-J-H-A-J-E-K on Twitter. You can also follow me on TonyTalksMovies.blogspot.com. And our Twitter for our podcast is... I'm pulling it up right now. At Midwest Movie. So please tweet us your questions. Tweet us what you think. Um, Kevin, can people find you anywhere? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, just thanks for listening and you know, just follow us and like us and tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Reach out to us with other questions. Well, thank you again and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.